Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hey, welcome back, Brewer fans, to another Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, with, we're going to have a draft recap of the first two round picks tonight. And with finding me is Vince and Scott. How are you guys doing? Hey, Craig. How are you? Good. Great. All right. Well, and before the, we jump into review, is Chad on tonight? Uh, I'm not sure. Chad, are you there? Oh. No. No. Okay. Sorry. Um. So, yeah, uh, we'll re- review our first and second round picks, uh, which happened on the first night of draft, and get our thoughts on that. Before we do so, we're gonna recap this past week where the Brewers. Uh, split two games uh, in Minnesota and then took three or four from the Pittsburgh Pirates and that catapulted them into first place in the NL Central. And uh, I do, I would like to kind of start off this episode by having Vince uh, recap the fact that he was lucky enough to have been in Pittsburgh for, on Saturday's game, which I would consider at this point probably the game of the year so far. And the Brewers won that game 12 to 10. An extra inning. So, uh, Vince, uh, you were on the scene. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Pittsburgh Pirates experience. A huge, game, huge win the Brewers had over them on Saturday. Oh, guys, yeah, it was a, it was a great trip. Uh, Pittsburgh is a beautiful city, as you guys know. And in fact, um, Craig, I think I mentioned this to you off the air, but the last time I was in Pittsburgh at all uh, was the time that you and I went out to the game in 2008 on that uh, that epic road trip uh, that. Started in Milwaukee, was in Pittsburgh, West Virginia, ended up going to Florida and Alabama, I think, and then uh, almost got in that fight with Russell Martin in Chicago before finally getting back home. Um, anyway, it was my first time out there since then, a beautiful stadium. Uh, I have to say the Pirates fans are not nearly as annoying to me as Cubs fans, so that was it was, it was actually a pretty pleasant environment. Um, beautiful stadium right on the rivers, and then that game, wow. Um, Got there right when the gates opened, pretty much, um, and was able. I stuck around, obviously, through the end of the game. So it was it was a great experience all the way around. It was just a lot of fun, and uh, fans were really into it. There were a ton of Brewer fans there, which was great. Um, managed to get some tickets, you know, right just walking up to the stadium, and um, yeah, guys, it was a blast. It was it was a lot of fun to see the Brewers come back from a little adversity. Um, when Hader gave up that home run, uh, you know, a lot of People probably would have thought that the game was over at that point, but Keston Hero, you know, brings us right back, ties the game, uh, and then uh, obviously Orlando Arcia with the with the winning hit um, later on in the 13th inning. So yeah, it was it was it was fun from top to bottom, and and like I said, lots of enthusiasm, lots of great Brewer fans out there. Awesome! What a roller coaster ride of a game. Brewers up five yeah. nothing, and then I ch- check in later, they're down seven to five, and then. Christian yeah. Yelich, I think, with a three-run homer to give them an eight-seven yep. lead, and then it was Sterling Marte who hit the homer off Hater to give them a three-run blast to give them a ten-eight lead, and then the yep. Brewers, I think, were down to one of their final outs and Keston Hero with a two-run jack to tie it, and then that put them in the extras. And as you mentioned, Orlando Arcia came finally came through for the Brewers in the top of the thirteenth. Um, yeah, so great all-around game for sure. Probably definitely instant classic, so to speak. So yeah, awesome definitely be there. Yeah, and there was I put out a Twitter, uh, sent it to our interns to put out on Twitter, but there was like this 
big ominous cloud hanging over the stadium like we were about to get deluged on at any moment and then uh the game ends after you know rc is hit and then uh um i think it was adrian hauser at the end was it hauser or hater at the end of the game i forget now but um anyway shut him down in the 13th uh, in, the, in a pirates home half the inning so just amazing game from top to bottom um a lot of fun roller coaster is a great way to describe it craig awesome now, uh, before we get into that after recap, I know we wanted to touch a little bit about um, also the fact that uh, today is draft day, uh, June 3rd, um, 2019, uh, first couple rounds of the draft, um, and we'll recap those picks, but uh, also a very interesting move transaction-wise to the Brewers today, and they sent down Kestrin Hira, who's been up with the club for about a month, and Hitting pretty well, sent him down and brought up Travis Shaw. I think that was a little bit of a surprising move overall. I guess just if you want to throw out here and Scott and Scott, I guess what are what are your thoughts? And then Vince, if you can follow his up with what your thoughts are on that move. I guess um, you know obviously Travis Shaw has done you know really really great work with us for the last two seasons obviously this year he is really really scuffled like epically scuffled um so it, it is a little bit disheartening that you know um here really did a great job while he was up here i mean he had five homers in just a couple of weeks i mean the guy just did really great effort so it, it's a little bit disappointing because you almost feel like at this exact moment sort of a downgrade to the roster um but you know we have to have faith that shaw is going to be able to to come back I guess maybe they were thinking that Hira's not going to be able to get consistent at bats up here at the major league level right now. He he would at most be you know splitting time with with Shaw, I guess, if if that's the plan. I'm a little surprised that they didn't send down somebody like uh, I don't know Hauser or Taylor Williams or something like that to maybe keep Hira up here. But obviously the they have a different plan. Yeah, Scott, I'll echo your thoughts on that a little bit. The Brewers have 13 pitchers on the roster right now. So I, the only thing I could think of, I guess there were two thoughts that kind of came to my head today. And, and Craig, you would actually know one of these better than me because I, I really am not sure um, how this works. But the the first thought is, I guess, does sending Hira down right now preserve the chance of keeping him for an extra year as far as the service time issue goes? I mean, maybe it's a matter of keeping him down in the minors for a certain number of days. Uh, here in 2019 and then my second point was um, you know maybe the Brewers are just looking to get through the Marlins series with a lot of uh, you know sort of a beefed out bullpen and pitching staff just in the sense that you know again Saturday is the third longer games recently I know there was an off day today but uh, maybe they just wanted to go with the 13 man pitching staff going in the Marlins series for just a couple days but I, I don't know so I don't know if you know the answer to the first question but I'm, I'm asking um, that's an interesting question, and uh, the day that they called him up, there was some ambiguity, I guess, that uh, that was kind of cut off for the, uh, of a day where they could actually call him up and then still get his extra year of control. However, there, uh, there were still some mysteries surrounding that, actually, that, the, uh, that, the, that they actually called him up one day too early uh, and put, played him one game too early, and there he – was in jeopardy of possibly not being able to get that super, um, that extra year of control over him. So, um, 
this, I guess, will take care of that altogether. So if there wasn't any question, it's a question no longer. So uh, perhaps that factored in. Uh, or the Brewers is just catapulting themselves in the first place with the help of Kestian. It's a little bit discerning to me that they would, you know, play with his service time at this juncture of the season, um, especially when it's a good possibility, but things like that work out and extensions could be had before that and all that. So obviously, uh, I guess if Brewer fans had any um, concern about that, I think their concerns are now over with this move for sure. So, yeah, yeah, that's and that's kind of where I was going with that. So Keston has to stay down in the minors for ten days uh, unless there's an injury of some type. So I mean, that's the other possibility is that you know um, maybe it's just a ten day thing, maybe maybe less if somebody else gets hurt. But um, yeah, and our colleague Tom Hodgecourt didn't ask, the, didn't even bother to ask the question, and our interns didn't get us any of the research materials we asked for before the show tonight, so that's why I wasn't positive on that. But that makes a little sense to me with the service time possibly being a factor here as well. Yeah. So with that in mind, I was a little bit taken aback by the move myself, and I don't think, in, in spite of Travis Shaw having two really good seasons for us the last two seasons, the fact that he just has not found his groove this year, I'd prefer him not to do that. At the major league, I mean, uh, struggled to do that at the major league level. I don't, and he was sent down the minors and did not do well there either. So I don't think he's earned a promotion back yet, personally, but it is what it is. And let's hope, hope for the best. And I'm sure if we're fans, uh, uh, we'll see Kesson here back up possibly even after that 10 day period of time um, with the club and to help us with our yeah. playoff push this year. So I'm not overly concerned, but I just thought it was a curious move for sure. So. I guess right, yeah, and I, I, I'd say that oh, – sorry, sorry, Scott, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I guess the only other thing that we could consider with that 13-man bullpen is, I mean, obviously we have uh, Chassin and Gio Gonzalez now both on the IL or DL. I still call it DL, I guess. But um, I, I guess that might have something to do with it as well. I mean, we might not see um, – you know, we're going to see some spot starts. All right. So out of the draft uh, recap, um, the Brewers had a 28th overall pick in the first round um, of the uh, 2019 draft. And uh, I know that it's been this scouting department uh, led by scouting director Todd Johnson's, uh, uh, I guess, pattern over the last couple of drafts to draft uh, headers in the first round in particular and kind of get some pitchers between rounds two and five but this year I think they're going against the grain a little bit and our number 28 overall first round selection this year was left-handed pitcher Ethan Small from Mississippi State University um he was uh rated by most uh uh sources to go some somewhere a little bit later than that possibly you know uh 10 to 20 picks later. Some of them, people had them going to third or fifth round. But overall, definitely an interesting pick. Um, before I kind of – I guess I'll just uh, throw out there some – before you guys can make your comments, what he brings to the table, a little bit of his backstory. Um, and that would be um, 
as a freshman at Mississippi State University, they used him out of the bullpen, and he did not fare very well there. He did then blow out his arm as a freshman, had to have Tommy John surgery. As a bullpen arm, as a freshman at Mississippi State University, he was throwing about 96 as fastball, but he had a hard time controlling it, obviously. Um, after Tommy John surgery, he, his fastball actually dipped to the range of 86 to 92 miles an hour. He actually lost velocity on the fastball, which is atypical to most Tommy John recovering athletes. But uh, what he did do is he, he learned to control his fastball and actually command it even better. And he had a little bit of deceptive, uh, funky delivery that uh, has his fastball play up even at that uh, velocity. And so uh, his second best pitch is his changeup. His curveball is not the greatest, but possibly has some future potential. Uh, obviously, we're seeing him as a possible uh, future starter. They wouldn't be selecting this high. Um, I don't know. Some people, you know, I think Baseball America said that he is a potential of a fifth starter. Uh, I ho- I'm hopeful that he has a higher ceiling than that, possibly a number three starter. Uh, with that being said, um, I don't know. I, I mean, just for, for Brewer I guess I'll wait to throw out any kind of comp before you guys until you guys comment on the pick. I guess. Well, I I guess I was definitely surprised by the pick because I didn't I didn't see anyone picking him uh, or saying that he was going to go in the first round. Um, but I thought he was more of a maybe a late second. But um, having said that, I I guess that we're banking on the fact that hopefully he's going to regain some of that velocity on that fastball. Uh, but, you know, the control is phenomenal, and that definitely helps. I mean, that's obviously a huge part of the game. We've seen plenty of pitchers in our bullpen struggle this year with, you know, not being able to um, hit the corners and get too much to the plate and just get smashed. So, I mean, I, I don't want to undersell that at all. But, um, like you said, the, uh, the changeup looks nice. The curveball is it, – it's just there. It's nothing. It's, it's nothing yet. So, um, yeah, I was surprised with the pick, but hopefully it works out. I mean, you know, we have a lefty right now that uh, uh, kind of an unorthodox delivery. Actually, we have two, I guess, if you want to count Peter and Claudia. So, you know, it's obviously it's starting to turn into our MO a little bit. <laughs> good, good analysis there, Scotty. Um, so, I guess they're the comp that I was going to throw out for him would be kind of like a left-handed Mike Fires. Uh, and so, again, Mike Fires, kind of his best pitch is change up, but that kind of makes his fastball play up. And I think uh, Small has got a similar repertoire. But, I mean, he did have a really phenomenal strikeout rate. So that's similar to what Mike Fires did in his minor leagues also. But, um, but especially um, in the SEC – college ball I mean he's he struck off nearly 16 batters per inning last year so um I also saw some video footage where he just he seems to have some fire in the belly so to speak and I think that speaks to his competitiveness so I don't know I'm hopeful that turns out to be a really good pick I you know you can never have too much pitching and um wherever he was slot um and I, I feel like he will be a future member of the Brewers rotation if you, you know uh in a few years and he won't I also saw someone throw out there that he could be one of the uh, fastest players from this draft to make it to the major league. So that's something that's 
also exciting for Brewer fans as well. Hey guys, Mike Fires throw has thrown two uh, no hitters, and he's also been traded for Josh Haters. So for the you know, there's there's worse guys to be compared to. Absolutely. Yeah, for some reason so, I was thinking along the lines of like Doug Davis with more control. I don't I don't know if that's even a good comp, but it's all I could think of. There's still so much time though too. I mean, I know that we've got a scouting profile of all these guys and you know, there's that, but there's a lot of time between when a guy gets drafted and you know, when he's developing through the system, things can change and I I don't get too worked up. I think that the Brewers scouts have proven that they knew what they're doing. I, I think David Stearns has proven that he can you know, successfully run a draft. And uh, I, I'll put my faith in Stearns at this point uh, until proven otherwise. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that uh, brings us to, our, to the Brewers' second-round pick, which was selected just before the start of our podcast, actually. And uh, that would be 19-year-old pitcher out of a junior college, uh, Anton Kelly, uh, left-handed pitcher. He's six six. In junior college uh, last year, uh, he actually, or this year I should say, he actually struck out nearly uh, 19 batters per nine innings pitch, which is beyond ridiculous. But um, he does have control issues. Um, his fastball is really his only main, you know, major league quality pitch at this point. Um, I also saw, I think Jim Callis threw out there on the instead that he had one of the highest ceilings, but also one of the highest floors in the draft. So, again, this is a, you know, if you want to call a small, more of a safer pick, so to speak, um, and near majorly ready, I think uh, Kelly is a little bit the opposite of that, and he will take a long time to develop. And But with that being said, he could really turn out to be something good. But, you know, some people will, um, you know, say that he could be a reliever too. So I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that pick. Uh, very possible that he could be a reliever. I mean, I saw that he was uh, topping out at 98, which I think I had said in one of the other uh, more recent podcasts that, you know, it's, you can't really teach someone to throw 98 miles an hour. So that's obviously uh, you can pretty much coach the rest. So yeah, it's a good start. Yeah. I, again, this is a guy who I haven't seen pitch. I think that there's a, uh, a decent potential with speed that you can harness that. And if he can, you know, bring his control uh, in line with that velocity, there's that talent and skill set that kind of already exists. So with a little coaching, a guy like that can go a long ways. And we've seen it happen with other guys before. Um, obviously way too early to make any comps like this, but a high velocity guy that, you know, again, can, can, can throw hard and, uh, and then harness that is, is a pretty valuable guy. I mean, we've seen guys who've been very wild uh, in the minor leagues that have, Harness that and come back and been great major league pitchers like a Randy Johnson or uh, Josh Ader for that matter. Um, so I, you take a chance on a guy like that. Um, I don't think it's it's necessarily a bad pick. Yeah, and and I think just the, on the MLB Network uh, coverage of it of the draft, they threw out there as far as like the high ceiling, a David Price type. Obviously, he doesn't have any type of anywhere near the secondary pitches Price had coming out of college, but um, and then for the lower end, well, the ceiling could even be completely—I mean, the floor could be completely flame out. Everyone sniffed the majors, but even for a mid-range outcome for at uh, the MLB level, they throw out Amir Garrett, who's a reliever, a tall left-handed reliever for the Reds, as a comp, and I thought that was pretty apropos too. That that was 
that could be something he turns into too. So, yeah, I mean, that has its own value. As we saw, you know, similarly range pick we traded for Alex Claudio. So, uh, you know, you know, those bullpen arms are valuable as well. So all in all, um, two left-handed pitchers added to the system. So not, not a bad haul for the first day of the draft. Yeah, we'll take it. Craig, are, Craig, are you expecting anything of the uh, later rounds of this draft or are we kind of just, uh, it's, it's kind of whoever we pick at this point? Well, I have, uh, you know, uh, read and that this is one of the weaker drafts in quite a long time overall, which means um, after these first, like, five rounds, I mean, it's going to be kind of a complete crapshoot of talent, and there might not be that much. So you do have to hit on almost lottery ticket-wise on a couple of gems and later rounds. But um, I'll be interested to see who our, you know, third through fifth round picks are. And I think that we'll probably add a couple of bats with those picks. Um, you know, I don't expect this to go all pitch in the first five rounds. But right now there's so many people out there on the board. One of the players I'm not even sure has been picked yet that I had – was one of my favorites of the first first round pick. Tyler Callahan did not get drafted yet, which usually is a sign that he was w- really wanting to honor his commitment to go to college rather than sign. So that's that's how guys like that get passed over. So I assume that's the case. So yeah, I was gonna say, do you think that um, with the perception anyway that this isn't or that this is, I guess, not one of the stronger drafts? Uh, do you think that that might mean that Stearns looks a little bit more toward uh, high school players that maybe are a little bit, um, you know, harder to gauge? Um, well, and again, even though uh, Kelly was in a junior college, he's only 19, so he's only, I believe, pitched one year in junior college. So, I mean, to me, to me he is just like a high upside high school pick for the most part, especially how raw he is. Uh, I, yeah, I mean – the the last couple of years, the Brewers have really gone for the high school high uh, feeling hitters, uh, so to speak, with like Terang and others. But uh, and then kind of hit, have kind of targeted more college pitchers actually in rounds, you know, three through six, so to speak. Uh, one guy that landed last year, I think I mentioned uh, recently, was Drew Rasmussen because he was coming back from injury. I think they got him in the fifth or sixth round last year, and he's pitching well this year in the minor league. So. I would expect a few more picks like that, but I think that they might be going against the green. <laughs> Sorry, JB apparently got up, got up out of bed a little bit, and he's crazy. But anyway, um, yeah, so pretty much, um, yeah, that's I, uh, yeah, I think they might go against the green and and go for maybe some college hitters at this point, but I guess we'll see. Craig, are you saying that because you're guessing, or because you got that? From uh, from our anonymous source, Tom Carter. Oh, Vince. Um, um, uh, Tom actually, uh, Tom Carter. He he mentioned he wanted to sort of stay anonymous with this. He was hoping we'd go with no. Tom C or maybe T Carter. Uh, I guess we should probably hammer that out in one of our next pre-production meetings. Oh. Sorry about uh, no, that. no big deal. No big deal. I'm sure you won't mind. It's not the first time we've made this mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> That's right, Tom. We, Sorry, Mr. You Carter. Your job, we'll be there for yeah. you. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I mean, 
a good first day of the draft, and I'm sure the Brewers will add some more quality talent to their system uh, next two days. And then basically, on top of that, the Brewers are in first place here as we enter June, and that's a good place to be. So um, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the, the season, that's for sure. Sounds good. I am as well, guys. It's going to be fun. Uh, that that uh, series up in Pittsburgh really really boosted uh, my spirits. Not that they needed it, but it was pretty exciting to see some Brewers baseball. I hadn't seen the Brewers play since opening day. So, very exciting and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be a very fun few months here, guys. Nice and, to be in first place. I think I, well, we should maybe wrap up the this podcast by also mentioning that there's also something that Brewer fans have been looking forward to for the last almost two full seasons, and that is the triumphant, hopefully, return of right-handed pitcher Jimmy Nelson, who will be making his uh, return to the big leagues um, shortly after you're probably listening to this podcast um, against the Marlins at home at Miller Park, and uh, wow, it's been a long time coming, so we wish Jimmy well. Yeah, it's, it's, that's also big news. You're right. Um, any speculation on who's going to be sent down when Jimmy comes back up? We haven't really heard anything yet. Um, well, I know that they just brought up uh, Jacob Barnes and Taylor Williams to cover the bullpen after that extra inning game, so I assume one of those guys will get shuttled back out, but that's a total guess, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah pro- pro- probably a good one, though, too. Um, yeah, that would make some sense. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Jimmy can do. He had a really good uh, start his last time out for Triple A San Antonio. Yeah, it should be yeah, I um, think no matter. Very, very exciting. No, he definitely looked good in his last outing. Um, and this is a week that I think we can actually um, – I'm hoping that we have a really good week here because we got a six-game homestand now, basically. Uh, three with the Marlins and three with the Pirates again. So it should be a good week, hopefully. I'll predict we'll go six and zero with that with that slate of games. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> exciting, Craig. I like it. I'm gonna say four and two this week if we're doing predictions. Yeah, I think I'm gonna say four and two as well. I really want to throw out five and one, but it seems like it's a little bit of a reach. Um, and then also on Saturday, um, if you want, uh, the theme night for the Saturday is Stranger Things Day. So. Um, if for some reason you needed to have another reason to go to the ballpark on a Saturday afternoon to watch baseball, um, I guess you should do something with whatever that show is. That's great, Scott. Good promotion. Yeah. skills right there. Yeah, good good promo. Oh, hey, Scott, by the way, I tried that pulled pork that you asked me to try in uh, PNC Park. All right. What, what would you grade it? It was, I don't know, it was pretty damn good. Um, yeah, I'd say uh, A minus. It was, it was very good. Yeah, no, it was very good. Wow. Tried a hot dog as well. Tried a you know a good amount of ballpark food. Um, so yeah, I, I rated Pittsburgh uh, pretty high overall. And in fact, already planning on going back for the series a month from now. Uh, in uh, in in well, I guess it's the first week of July. So uh, already planning a return trip to PNC because it's fairly close to me out here in Washington. So four hours nice. is nothing. All right, well, I think we're out of time for this podcast, so thanks for tuning in again. We're fans. All right. I'd like all the residents of West Ellis to remember, stay classy. Yep, go Brewers, stay classy, guys. Go Brewers, go New Brewers, too. Go Brewers.
All right, let's wrap.